0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. How are you? Today is Monday, uh, March 29th. This year is flying by, and I'm glad you're still here. You made it, and I'm proud of you. I'm giving you the verbal pat on the back for having existed as long as you have. The, long, the road has been long and arduous, uh, but, but obviously there's been some glimmers of hope and sunlight and uh, some anchors to keep us going, right? And so I'm very proud of you. I'm very grateful that you're here and listening. And I'm also thankful that uh, you are sharing the episode and the podcast. We, I mean, when I look back at when I first started this podcast uh, and, and the downloads then, and we've xed it, we've literally 10 xed would it uh, from the day I started, and uh, I, I couldn't be prouder of that. Um, so, you know, look back at your what do you where you were three years ago and see what improvements you've made where, where there has been growth, where there has been, uh, some, some bright lights. It's hard. It's hard when we're going through things, when we're going through loss, when we're grieving, uh, or, uh, in pain to see it. I, you know, I just found out today. I've, I, I think I've shared with you that, um, you know, I've undergone a bunch of tests because I've, had some breathing issues during my recent hikes stemming from January I had to be carted off and then just uh, recently uh, a week or two ago I was helicopter lifted off a hike and nobody seems to have any answers all the doctors with all the tests and trust me I have very good insurance and they're doing all the tests And they haven't been able to determine what's happening. And then the very obvious test, which was uh, COVID antibodies, uh, that's, well, we haven't done that yet, but we were thinking I had COVID, didn't know it, and and now there's been lingering issues as a result of that. I'm fine overall. Um, I just can't. Go beast mode <laughs> the way I want to and the way I have been during my hikes right now. And, and over time, I think that the effects are uh, uh, becoming less and less. But uh, we think that's what it is, that, that I had COVID and there's been some lingering symptoms from that, just some breathing things and just some breathing, like, oh, yeah, like breath. Like it's just breath. It's not a big deal. But anyway, like I said, overall, I'm fine. It's just I just can't push myself the way I was before. Uh, uh, uh. And I bring it up to say that um, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're going through something and it has a a very clear source, obvious reasons, and we, we skip over it and we overgeneralize and we, we, we label everything, and uh, we look everywhere except the obvious place. I can't believe <laughs> that my doctors did not test for antibodies first. With, with everything that's going on, they looked at everything else, and we're three months into all this, um, and we're ju- they're just now being and I, which I, cause I thought they tested for it already. But that's neither here nor there. My point is you have to advocate for yourself. You have to ask questions. And you can't assume that just because uh, someone uh, is calling themselves a professional or a doctor that they are going to be able to cover all the bases or they're looking at all the things. Uh, so speak up for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Or in my case, you know, bring somebody in with you. You know, Michelle, has has been my uh bullhorn she is uh she is the one sounding the alarms you know i'm coming in with three questions and she has a thousand questions and and but that's what has to be done because it it takes a team effort a group effort to ensure our health um and that's why you know it's so important if if you feel like you're alone to call the 1-800 Suicid number, um, because they're there to help you or, or and guide you in the right direction. You know, and I mentioned before that Michelle is uh, a volunteer for the suicide hotline, and people call for so many reasons. It's not just people uh, thinking about ending their lives. It's people who feel lonely. It's people who are going through a breakup. Uh, there's just so many different reasons why people are calling. Uh, that hotline so don't feel like you have to be on a brink of wanting to end your life to call that number even if you just have a thought and uh, it it seems to be reoccurring you're like hmm maybe I should talk to someone because it it keeps popping up yes definitely talk to someone uh, about it And, and and just so that you know if it pops up and has a really loud voice you know how to handle it. You have coping skills in place. There was uh, an article in the New York Times uh, about this guy who was in prison for 20 years. For 20 years, uh, he was in solitary confinement. Not just prison, solitary confinement, meaning his cell did not have a window. For 20 years, he did not have a window. And he would talk about how he would harm himself just so they would have to send him to the hospital and 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 then he would have a, a room with a window just so he can get outside and so if you're finding yourself being uh self-destructive or self-sabotaging ask yourself what is it that wh- what is the room with the window that you're trying to get to is it is it a hug from someone is it uh, is it approval? Is it affection? Is it attention? What is your room with the window that you are harming yourself? Uh, whether it's with food, drugs, sex, whatever it is that uh, you know wh- that you're trying to get to in in a self sabotaging way? Because we've all done it. I know I, I've done it with food. Um, I've done it. With exercise, um, with sometimes you do it with accomplishments. It's not always uh, these more uh, clear cut, like you know, drugs and and alcohol. Sometimes it's it's overachieving. That is a cry for attention, approval, and acceptance. Right, the three A's: approval, attention, and acceptance. Who who doesn't want that? Anyway, I'm glad you joined me uh, for today's episode. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about one uh, real briefly, the fact that everything is starting to open back up, at least here in the States. I know in some countries, things are starting to shut back down because some people got too excited and decided to run around without their mask. And I want, I'm, I want to bring it up because of the anxiety that some people are feeling, the overwhelm that people are feeling, in. And, and t- so to go back to the, the gentleman I mentioned, I, I want to say, I forget his name and I, and I should have had his name because he's been released and he's published a memoir. I mean, now mind you, he went into prison when he was, I think 14, 13 or 14. And it was in solitary confinement and he was in there for, for murder. He was in solitary confinement for 20 years which is unconscionable, uh, but, you know, released and wrote a memoir, a memoir? Book. I'm not sure what the difference is. I think it is a memoir uh, about how he managed to keep his wits about him and and what the experience was like. Um, now, I have not read the book, but I would love to have him on the podcast. He'd be a fascinating person to talk to. But, He said that it was the the world was and was and still is very overstimulating for him. And so for some of us who've been in quarantine, been in lockdown for a year to now be able to run around freely to 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 be able to, (laughs) uh, you know, engage in recess and run in a wild, that, that might be a bit overwhelming. So uh, just a few tips in that, and, and this is uh, from the New York Times. One is, you know, take it easy. Start slow. Don't feel like you, you have to now attend all the things, right? Because for especially for a lot of us who are struggling with anxiety or mood disorders, it can be, quite jarring to go from zero to 60 so if you want to start off slow with a tea a coffee a beer whatever whatever you're comfortable with do that right something start off more intimate before you throw yourself into a nightclub setting or or bar Uh, slow it down right Um, the second thing that you want to do is uh, set your boundaries right. Set your boundaries, and what I mean by setting your boundaries is set your boundaries with time, location, and topics. Right. So, if you're re-entering into the public sphere and into socializing, there could be some discomfort, and and that's acceptable. It's normal, uh, and uh, so embrace that. If you feel a bit of panic about that and just say, hey, uh, let's meet for coffee for for an hour or for 45 minutes or five minutes or whatever your time limit is. Set a time limit on how long you feel comfortable with engaging, right? Uh, The third part of that when we talk about topics is that, you know, because we've been in lockdown for a long time. A lot of people are, can't wait to talk and share and overshare. So uh, let them know, hey, uh, sorry, not comfortable with talking about politics or whatever. whatever. Whatever they bring up and you're not comfortable with, just say, sorry, I'm not comfortable with that. It, it, it causes me some anxiety. Uh, it's not about you just about me and how I'm feeling. And I'm not ready to have that, that conversation at this moment. Um, and, you know, if they want to continue, you always have the freedom to leave. So, So own how you feel and don't be afraid to express it, you know. And also, if need be, don't be afraid to walk away from the conversation, you know, because if that conversation makes you feel vulnerable, No one has the right to to make you feel vulnerable or unsafe. So just get out of there if you have to. Um, and then the last thing is recognize that it's going to take time. It's going to take time for you to reenter, right? Don't, and it could take a week. It could take a few, a few months. It might even take a year. Um, so just give yourself time and, and give people around you time to learn how to socialize and social norms. And I mean, we're all still, you know, getting comfortable with this. So take some time for yourself. Notice how you feel, notice wh- where you, where you're feeling it and where you feel comfortable and, you know, just kind of stretch it over time. You know, maybe, you go out for a half hour this week, and then it's 45 next, and then an hour, Just it's like a muscle. Just build it up. You know, social, especially for as introverts, it, it's be, <laughs> talking to people for a long time uh, requires effort in general. And now that uh, we've been locked away with our books and, and, and puzzles uh, and we're being asked to actually physically re-engage, that's going to be a little troublesome, and if you're a person who has been working from home, and now is being asked to go back into the office, you know, understand that it's going to take you a little time to acclimate to that setting. Also, the bright lights, the the temperatures, the the music, the 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 background chatter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, have compassion for yourself, have compassion for others, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get through this. I'm, I'm super. Super confident. Um, And with that, the other part I want to talk about before I get into, we're going to talk about uh, happiness. It'll be the main part of this episode. Not just how to be happy, but um, maybe things that might be eroding your happiness. Uh, A lot of times we think about what can I add and do to be happy. But sometimes it's about taking things away so that we can uh, be happy. And but before we get into that, there was also a great article about um, dinner and eating and how important it is to, you know, take time to set the table if you can. I, I, I've done it a few times, not so much here to set up uh, where we are, isn't conducive, truly really setting the table, but you can set the mood, you know, the mood around food is just as important. Oh, I like that. The mood around food is just as important as the food and the seasoning. I mean, all that time we put into selecting the meat and the fish and the the vegetables and, uh, you know, all the things around it and what we're going to drink with it and all those things. But there's also a a visual aspect. That's why when you go in a restaurant, they spend so much money just on the lighting and the ambiance and, and the environment and the and the sound and the smells, you know, light some candles. Even if it's just, even if you're with yourself, I was just about to say just, but we're eliminating that word. Um, we're canceling the word just. Even if you're eating with yourself, right? Set the mood. Put on, put on some music. Put on. I like to put on music to cook to. And then a different playlist to actually eat with. So, like when I'm cooking, I like uh, I typically like music with words, um, like old school. Some if I'm if we're baking, we put on baking a baking playlist on Spotify. May um, it just depends on my mood. Sometimes it's up tempo. Sometimes it depends on my cooking in the middle of the day or at night. Is it breakfast? But but let music kind of dictate the mood the lighting right do you have all the lights on do you have a couple lights on and then you know so you have your your mood for when you're cooking and then you set the mood for when you're gonna eat for when you're eating right so maybe you cut off a few of the lights maybe you light some candles maybe you turn the music down just a little bit you put on some instrumentals right set the mood uh, what what kind of silverware are you going to use i personally I love using. Uh, I like uh, bamboo. I don't like silverware. I don't like the clanking, all that, that clanking, clank, clank, clank. Knife, metal, metal on porcelain, metal on, metal on metal is it's, it's, it's jarring, for an introvert. Plus, I have tinnitus in my ears, so I like a bamboo fork and a bamboo spoon. Now, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going as far as a a bamboo knife. But now that you know we're a plant-based household, yeah, 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 we're we're on that trend. Uh, now that we're a plant-based household, there's no need really for the knife. I, I, we we chop everything up nice and small uh, before we throw it in the pan or the oven, and then everything can be scooped up with a spoon or fork. So set the mood before you eat because all that. All that is a a, a way of letting your body know you're excited and you're going to put thought into everything that you eat. And uh, what else? And you'll enjoy it more. It just just makes it more savory, right? Uh, All right. So with that out the way, I really want to get into uh, happiness. Which you know, setting the mood before you eat food makes me happy. I don't know about you. Only you. Uh, okay. All right. No, no more of that. My apologies for anybody <laughs> listening with headphones on. Um. So, I want to talk about talk to you about happiness a little bit because sometimes you know we're so quick to say, well, "I'm depressed," "I'm sad," "I'm grieving," and it sometimes it's hard to recognize that. Uh, you know what? Maybe we haven't put enough into the into the happiness jar, or maybe we're doing things to to take. Uh, maybe we're making deductions out of uh, uh, the happiness jar, and we we don't even know it, and and then it's leaving us feeling depleted, and then we go, oh, I'm depressed, right? Uh, which, by the way, you know instead of labeling ourselves as depressed or bipolar or whatever we're labeling ourselves as, it's more, much more empowering to say uh, I display depressive symptoms or I display uh, bipolar symptoms. And, and the reason is, is that not all of you is depressed. Not all of you is bipolar, right? Like even if you have cancer, not your entire body doesn't have cancer. Maybe in some cases, you know, most of your body has cancer. But even in those situations, the entire, you know, your toenails, I don't, I don't know if your toenails get cancer. That's a great question. Your, your eyebrows, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. But the, But the point is that it's a way to recognize that there's always hope. There's always a part of us that is holding on there's always a part of us that is healthy and thriving and wanting to move forward whether it's our bones our eyelashes something is something is holding on there's a guy with a ALS a former football player and he was and the doctors gave him two years and he has been holding on for I think Fifteen years now, ten or fifteen years, and and I don't know what part of him is holding on, but he refused the the diagnosis, and and so to recognize that part of you that is saying, "Listen, um, I, you don't have to include me in that because I'm over here doing my own thing," and and so to recognize that we're made up of parts, and there's a part of us that said. And, but And at the same time, there's a part of us that's happy and excited. And, and also there's a part of us that is at peace. Um, so to recognize the different parts of us and how that all can come together and how we can affect those different parts. Because if there's a little tiny part, maybe we can grow that little village into a city and turn that city into a state and that state into a country of happiness. Ooh, I like that. That was nice, Leo. Nice. What? Come on now. That's what you tune in for, right? So here are the top 10 things that we can do to improve our happiness. And I'm paraphrasing from uh, the New York Times. I'm going to obviously make this my own. Uh, Number one is uh, don't spend too much time on social media. Because, listen, we all know that when you get on social media, you start comparing yourself to other people and I, I i'm guilty of this i get on there and i start feeling bad and i'm like oh my god look at everything that they're doing and and then i go maybe i should be doing that even the travel vlogs a lot of times we'll get on youtube we'll watch a travel vlog and i'm like ah, oh, i should be traveling more so monkey see monkey do and then we kind of lose ourselves because we get caught up and trying to do what everybody else is doing, instead of recognizing what we're already doing and enjoying that, right? So don't spend too much time on social media. Uh, socialize instead, right? Get on, go on a bus ride. Get on a chain train, chain ride, train ride. Uh, you know, have a movie night. Uh, Michelle and I we went to uh, the the boardwalk here in San Diego. There's so many people out, and we we sat and we people watched, and I there was so I took so much joy in sitting there with Michelle and people watching and and talking about people. Oh, I loved every bit of it. Really enjoyed it. So uh, and and like I said, it's not about saying don't be on social media. It's about making sure that we're socializing more than we are spending time on social media. Uh, number two is, uh, you know, enjoy some laughter with friends. And if that's via Zoom or one-on-one with a kid or, and if and if there you truly feel like there's no one around you physically, just watch something funny, whether it's Seinfeld or Kirby or Enthusiasm, uh, some silly cat videos, but it, don't let a day go by without, Some uh without some laughter, but when we laugh with friends, it helps to ease our stress and pain. So laugh with friends. Number three, don't ignore your bad feelings. First of all, you know I don't like the word bad feelings, but those don't ignore those uncomfortable feelings. Accept the feelings, accept them, label them, and then label them. Are you sad? Are you feeling sad? Are parts of you mad? Are you are you feeling glad? are you feeling scared? Those are the the four main emotions. Sad, mad, glad, scared. And and when you tap into that, when you're able to label how you're feeling, and in some cases, (laughs) you might be feeling all four of those at the same time. Sad. I'm sad that um, uh, things are opening back up. I'm mad because... There's, it seems to be, uh, the numbers seem to be going up. I'm glad that, uh, so many of my friends and family are still alive and I'm scared that we're going to go into lockdown all over again. So yeah, you can feel all four at the same time. So accept it and label it. Uh, number four, notice what's working, what's effective, right? A lot of times, like I said, we get so caught up in the, in the thick of things that we don't recognize what is working, what's been effective. You know, I was a, a little upset earlier. I was mad earlier that uh, I've taken all these tests only to find out that the one test that I just assumed they tested for hadn't been tested. And, but I had to be, I was glad because uh, as a result, we found some things. Uh, my HD, my cholesterol is a little high. And um, I'm like, borderline, pre-diabetic. So we found some things early enough that, although today's not an issue, would have been an issue 10 years from now. So we we got a jump start on it, which is why Michelle and I have gone plant-based. So we have to notice what's working, what's effective. And a great way to do that is to, to send thank you cards or, appreciation letters or note cards or even if you've posted on social media that's a great way to use it is to to message people uh thanks and appreciation or just to spend some time and write uh, what you're grateful for every day you know I was so grateful the other day that I could hear planes flying by I could see children running uh in the park I could hear waves crashing uh uh, on onto the beach, it, uh, on the rocks on the beach, like I because I, I realized not everyone has all their senses, and if they do, they they could be like the gentleman I mentioned earlier, who's been you know in solitary confinement for twenty years. So they may have all their senses, but can't activate them, can't utilize them, and so I really have to take time to be to be grateful for that. So, you know, number four, notice what's working and, and what's, what's effective, what's working in your relationship, what's working in your health care, what's working at your job, what's, what's been effective in terms of your ideas and thoughts and feelings and your systems and strategies. No, taking time to notice that so that you can grow that, right? Uh, number five, set a new goal. Uh, you know, a lot of times we set a goal and we go for the next year, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And then you get like two weeks in and you're already way off track and you're like, well, I guess I won't be setting any new goals until next year. No, no, no. Uh, You can (laughs) right now, right now is the time for you to set a new goal. And it could be a small goal. It could be a goal for the day of like, hey, listen, today I'm just going to do uh, two push-ups. Today I'm going to drink three glasses of water because yesterday I drank two. Set a small goal and, you know, all you can set a goal for the week. If a year, if you set a goal for a year and you're like, oh, that didn't work, and you know, scale it back to uh, six months. If that doesn't, that's too long. Scale it back to a week. Or a day, but uh, you know the the people who I find are, are uh, high achievers, top performers. They usually spend one day a week planning out the rest of the week and things they want to get done, and then you know they adjust as they go along. They have some overall vision of what they're doing, but once they have the overall vision set, then they get into the minutia of uh, what they want their week to look like. And then sometimes, of course, things come up, so you have to move things around, and that's okay. So it's not about you know, batting 100. Uh, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Mark McGuire, all the best baseball players, nobody batted 100. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they, they, they weren't shooting 100. So, but, but they kept working at it, and they kept tweaking it and, and practicing it and asking for help. So set a new goal. And, and set goals that have meaning for you. Don't worry about, uh, you know, I, I, I've been, i I've been writing a book for like 50 years now, and I keep saying, I want a New York Times bestselling book. That's what I want to write. And that's just me wanting to get validation from others instead of just saying, you know what? Just to sit and write a book is reward enough just to be able to say i wrote a book here it is oh that just say i'm an author <gasps> you know so set a goal that has meaning for you uh number six don't be alone too long yeah better to talk it out with somebody uh, yeah you know i understand with this pandemic and some of us might be feeling overwhelmed um and so we, we need time to recharge and refresh and to connect with ourselves. But, but then there's a tipping point where we, we might be spending too much time with ourselves. And, and then we become scared to start reaching back out and connecting with others. And then the friends that we had, uh, now they're returning our phone calls because we weren't returning theirs. So don't be alone for too long. And only you, get, you will get a sense of when um, you are spending time with yourself to recharge and when you're, and, versus when you're spending time with yourself uh, to hide, right? So don't be alone too long um number seven be kind be kind be kind means like help others you know clean someone's house you know maybe do something around the neighborhood there's there's always debris and uh pollution and people throwing things out their car window um you know be kind and and take care of the community volunteer uh read to kids uh there's zoom Groups, uh, you know, any little thing button up somebody's shirt, pull someone's pants up. Beca- <laughs> there's so many ways that we could be of service to other people and be kind to others. Even if someone says uh, something that um, you know that it's harmful, painful, nasty towards you, uh, you know, just look them in the eye and say, "Thank you for sharing." Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for taking the time to notice me. Just let it go. Just be kind. No, no, there's, there's no need for us to get ugly most of the time, every now and again. Uh, number eight, don't avoid challenges. Yes. So sometimes uh, we can feel overwhelmed, but sometimes, Sometimes we can feel underwhelmed. We just haven't put enough on our plate. Right? You ever, you ever go to someone's house and, or a restaurant and, you know, the meal's like $50 or whatever it is, some preposterous number, and they don't put enough on your plate. Like You're like, this is not going to fill me up. This is not even going to come close. I'm going to have to go to McDonald's after this. Usually it's those high-end bougie restaurants, right? So maybe you're underwhelmed. Maybe there's not enough on your plate. There's not enough for you to do. And so we have to create. We have to we have to get up and get in the kitchen and make our own plate, right? So accept challenges. Don't avoid them. Go back to school. Think about school. Think about all those papers you had to write, those projects you had to do. You did not want to do any of those. You weren't really interested in those. And somehow you did them. Or you got your parents to do it or a friend to do it or you copied someone's paper or you paid somebody to do it. But the point is you got it done. You met the challenge. So, don't avoid challenges, right? Because what happens is, you know, sometimes we just go, I'm just going to fetch out. I'm just going to binge eat. And then we we feel, oh, we feel disappointed in ourselves. We feel guilty and ashamed. But, you know, what we found is if we actually take time to engage with challenges, that could be, learning a language or an instrument or uh, putting together that table or uh, even changing the light bulbs or whatever it is, writing a a page or a chapter or whatever your challenge is, when we engage with challenges, oh, my God, it makes us want to take on more. So the more we do, the more we want to do, and the less we do, the less we want to do. And, of course, everything comes with a balance. So this is not me saying, you know, go out there and do everything. It's saying, notice, are you overwhelmed or are you underwhelmed? Or maybe right now you have a balance, right? Uh, number nine, number nine, um, exercise, right? If we're talking about being happy, oh, movement. Movement makes me Happy, whether it's yoga, dance, going for a walk, stretching, foam rolling, uh, getting a massage, because remember, a massage is you not moving, but someone else moving you, Somebody stretching you, Uh, just any type of movement, exercise, just hanging from the monkey bars, grab some kettlebells. Uh, I have a friend who slack lines. Oh my god, that looks terrifying. Wh- whatever, whatever you have a passion. I had another friend who did hula hoops. grab you a hula hoop and get to move in those hips. All right? So uh, go outside, get some exercise and uh, and get moving 30 minutes a day. You know, I like to start my morning off with a little movement and then before bed do a little movement. Uh, sometimes I, I do a little midday. I mean, really, I try to incorporate it throughout my day. I, I try to make, I try to go from m- m- stationary to movement uh, throughout the day versus I'm just going to, I'm going to do an hour workout in the morning and then I'm going to sit around for the rest of the day. I don't really function like that. Um, so get moving. And, and number ten, don't let your place get too messy. You know, as an artist, I love to make a mess. I love, oh, I love it. That's why I love traveling. Go, get into a hotel room. I throw my stuff all over the place, all over. Oh, I just I want to empty out my my suitcase onto the bed, onto the floor. I just I trash the whole place. Uh, it's almost like 20 people are staying there. And then there's a moment where I love cleaning it all up just as much. And not just when I'm about to leave, right? There's just, just times where I go, oh, I can't wait to clean this up. I get just as excited. And so look around your place. Is it, is it time for you to, you know, wash the bed sheets? maybe wash the car. I'm not a big I'm not big on washing my car. I don't really but every now and again I go wash the car and I feel so good. I feel so good and, and it's it's productive it, 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 I feel like their car runs 10 times better. so you know clean up things pick up the are some loose papers do you have 20 different things on a thousand different papers? Can we consolidate that? Can we, do we need to take the trash out? Do we need to wash our windows, put the pans away, fold our clothes, do some laundry? Like what, do we need to shave, shower, take a bath? Like what, what's, what's gotten a little messy? What's, what's getting a little unruly, out of hand, right? What, what's, what, what's becoming more of a, what's becoming a distraction now? What's causing us a, a low grade uh, uh, stress because we got to step over and around and, and 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 maybe there's some smells coming from things well yeah what do we need to clean up right maybe maybe the mess is in our relationships maybe we're we're, we're trying to cling on to the people who are, are just too they're too messy too sloppy we, we don't have room for it what, what where do we need to clean up? Clean up your inbox, right? Is that messy? Do we, do we need to delete a few things out of there? And, you know, when we cl- are able to click through all 10 of these things, and, you know, for some of you, you might be like, oh, a number one resonates, or number five resonates, or uh, three and seven resonate, Wh- whatever resonates with you, whatever whatever you're still thinking about afterwards. And, and say, oh, maybe I need to take some steps in that direction. And if you have questions about any of that stuff, you like, how do I even get started? You know, you can always Google it. You could always YouTube these things. You could always ask other people their advice. Like, hey, I heard this on a podcast. How do you, what do you think about this? And, and how do you think I can move forward with that? Ask a kid, ask a stranger. It's fun. It's so much fun. I wish our parents had taught us how much fun it is to talk to strangers. I hope I hope you talk to so many strangers and make so many friends and feel super connected to other people, but most importantly, to yourself. And I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Um, you know, before bed tonight, before bed. Ask yourself, what are you looking forward to? Whether it's tomorrow, whether it's in the next five minutes, you could, you know, answer sleep, whatever that is. But ask yourself, what are you looking forward to? Uh, Appreciate you for tuning in. Remember, uh, this is not a substitute for you going to the 1-800-SUICIDE or or calling 1-800-273-TALK. So many people call that number, as I've mentioned, whether you're going through a breakup, you're lonely, or you're having thoughts of wanting, of, of wanting to end your life. Call that 1-800-SUICIDE um, or 1-800-273-TALK or the other, if you're in other countries, um, there are numbers and uh, resources listed uh, for your country. Uh, the links are in the show notes. Uh, I appreciate you for tuning in. Um, And if you want one-on-one coaching with yours truly, go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.